have nurtured, cultivated, have left, and have returned. And we thank you, Lord, that over all these years, Lord, that we can still uh, call each other friends, that we can see, Lord, uh, where our faith has taken us, uh, not just in the local area, but, Lord, to the ends of the earth. So, God, I thank you for just the obedience. Uh, Obedience, Lord God, of your sons and daughters, I thank you. Um, That it's not just the special, it's not just a few. But, Lord, I thank you that, Lord, when there's a prompting uh, in our spirit, Lord God, and you move us uh, to, Lord, just step out, may we obey. For you said, Lord God, to obey is better than sacrifice. So, God, I thank you. Um, It's going to be a good day. Because, Lord, it is a day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I kept getting the word, just, you know, stepping on the shoulders of giants, right? You know, one of the things that prompted me, you know, my family and my kids uh, to leave uh, was, you know, I used to read a lot of books, right? I, I think the very first book, inspirational, like, Spiritual book was uh, Lauren Cunningham, you know, is that really you, God? And if, you know, if you've been to YOM, it's probably, uh, you know, book that, the first book that you read. And I remember reading and, you know, crying and like getting really excited, getting really encouraged. But then, you know, part of me was like, man, what about me? I don't know about you guys, but I get inspired, I get encouraged. But, you know, the question that I always ask is, what separates me from these other people same God same Holy Spirit same faith so what causes them to step out and to go and me just stay okay and uh, I I think it was like this uh, yearning inside and I kept saying I want my own stories You know, I love reading about other people's stories, and it's, you know, again, inspiring, and it's encouraging, challenging, but I want my own stories. Right? And it was like this, uh, I don't know, like a covenant, kind of a wishful thinking that I made with God, and I said, Lord, I want, I want to create my own stories with you. Right? And uh, so, it's, it's been uh, <laughs> crazy. Uh, be careful, be, be careful what you ask for, right? You know, it, it's not just the things that we need and we want to see God move in the, in, in the immediate. But there is something when we pray, you know, the prayers, right, that God does not forget and he goes, you, you asked. So you, you wait, it's going to happen, okay? And uh, so, you know, we, we left uh, back in 2003 uh, to YWAM. But um, again, I, I just getting this word, you know, as Alex and Isabella have, you know, and uh, Alex is here, and, you know, David and Lila, and then Megan, seeing Megan, and then Mina leading worship. <laughs> Tiny little Mina. She's still, no. <laughs> right? Uh, you look at these things and you go, things have changed, but a lot of, you know, some things haven't. And one of the things that I really appreciate is just, again, the family and the community, you know, that's always here, okay? But again, you know, just, uh, we're not looking at Heidi Baker, we're not looking at, you know, these people that are out there doing God's work, but like, even within our own circle, 
in our own church, we have people that are going out and coming back and, you know, we're stepping, you know, on the shoulders of these giants, right? Giants isn't Billy Graham and Reinhard Bonnke and, you know, these people that we see on TV. Giants are, they're right here in our midst, okay? And so it's always, you know, challenging and encouraging, you know, when when we see them and get reunited and it's like, I remember you when you were... (laughs) I have stories about Lila. But that's for another day. Okay. Um, 2009, um, we were in Texas, and it was, uh, I think, January. Uh, We had a uh, missions uh, unite from NCFC and, you know, our church from uh, Texas, and we met in Philippines. And, And, you know, Alex was there, and... He, he stepped out. Now he was like, no, I don't, I don't talk to, I don't pray for people, man. Like, this is me. You want me to carry your bag? I'll carry your bag. All right? Don't make me do anything, you know, out there. And I don't know what it was, but my wife was like, Alex, pray. Alex, you know. He was like, yeah, okay, you know. And I mean, it was a great missions uh, trip. And I took, you know, a couple of our college kids from our church and It was probably one of those uh, most amazing, like, supernatural, you know, missions that I ever encountered, right? We saw blind eyes open, you know, deaf ears, right? I mean, we just saw, you know, salvation and the gospel was preached. And so when we came back, uh, we were in Texas, and it was right around April. My wife and I, we, you know, just came back from food shopping. We're going home, and it was, you know, the sun was setting. My wife, you know, sitting by my side. going home, and it was one of those moments where you just go, man, life is good, right? Ministry is going well, family is healthy, you know, we're happy. And I had this question uh, that I have forgotten. I said, God, are you happy with me? Are you happy with us? Right? Just kind of thinking out loud, you know, on my own. And I felt like God saying, yeah, I am, okay? And then I dared to ask this next question. But what would make you really happy? Right? You know when people are happy, but what makes a person really happy? And so I asked this guy, I was like, God, what would make you really happy? You know, and I was kind of silent. And I don't know, maybe like 30 seconds later, it just felt like God saying, to know me. Right? Because I, I was associating everything of God's pleasure over my life in the things that I was doing. Yeah, you know, missions, church, family, marriage, you know, it's all good. And I think God was honored and he was pleased, but I had this question, you know, Lord, what would make you really happy? And God said, to know me, okay? And I started thinking, I was like, you know, how much do I know God? Okay? Ask yourself this question. How much do you know God? We know of God. God is love. God is patient. He's the omnipotent, omniscient. Okay? And then I started thinking about, you know, this eternal God. Okay? And I go, you know, in my finite mind, how much can I possibly comprehend, you know, this living God? And I started thinking about heaven because, you know, when we get to heaven, we're going to spend all eternity. Okay? Yes. Okay? Amen. But there was a part of me, I think it's the human side, I'm going, are we just going to sing? 
Like worship forever? Like we better have some songs. We better not be on repeat, man, singing the same songs over and over again. All right, like it better be good. And I'm sure it will be because, you know, you kind of get a glimpse of, you know, what the throne room of God and, you know, heaven's going to look like in Revelations. But I'm going, you know, like there's got to be more. And again, I'm going like, you know, Lord, uh, when we get to heaven, like what are we going to do for all eternity? Okay. And again, I'm just kind of asking to myself and feel like God's saying, you think you're coming to heaven to just sing songs? All right. Spend time with me? No, no. You're coming to heaven because that's how long it's going to take you to know me. Oh, what? It will take us an eternity to know God. And all of a sudden, you know, things just kind of make sense. He is what? The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He's an eternal God. Right? And for eternity, we will discover who God is, a new aspect, a character, a nature of God that we've never known before or seen. It's not going to be a repeat. It's not going to be like, hey, we saw that two millenniums ago. Come on. Why are you repeating yourself? It's like, no. Right? So I, I share that all to say, I know you guys are, you know, on a series of Holy Spirit, okay? And I'm going, all right, Holy Spirit, okay. You know, Book of Acts, I mean, that's the first thing that came to my mind. I'm going, all right, I, I'll share. But more than, you know, trying to grasp, right, this eternal God in our minds, what I want to do today is I'm going to do a couple of things. I want to share kind of where we've been, I guess, for about a year since we've been here last, you know, summer. And then this past month, this journey that my wife and I have been on, right, you know, a lot of you guys, you know, if our friends, you've been kind of following us on Facebook, it's good, But, you know, it's not all that good. All right? We traveled around Europe and everybody's going like, oh, you're so lucky, you know, like it must have been us. It was okay. <laughs> all right? It, it, it was good, but I, I'm glad to be back in America. Okay? Anyway, so I, I want to combine all this and then I do want to talk about this third triune deity, the Holy Spirit. Okay? So, again... Eternal God, finite minds, how much can I comprehend and understand who God is, all right? But I I, want to do my best today, so kind of, you know, tie in all this, because I think, you know, anyway, it'll be good. It will, okay? So turn your Bibles to uh, Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 1, and um, I'll start from verse 1. Okay, Acts chapter 1, verse 1. In the former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many conversing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and nights, Or days and spoke about the kingdom of God. 
On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this commandment. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the days the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Okay, stop there. So there's a couple of things that uh, I want to just bring out and hopefully just kind of share and teach on. And and the very first thing is uh, Jesus says to his disciples, Don't leave, but wait, because there's a promise that God gave you, and this gift is coming. Okay? A gift. All right? And, uh, you know, I I don't know about you guys, but, uh, you know, there are references in the Bible where it talks about, you know, the Holy Spirit or the gift of the Holy Spirit as a gift, but, you know, it's not just a thing that we receive, but the Holy Spirit is actually a being. All right? You know, we we say Father God all the time, Jesus our friend, and you know, we say, but the Holy Spirit, right, is the same same God, three in one, and Jesus refers to him as a gift. He's saying, a gift that God promised is coming, right, a gift. You know, Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for it is by grace that you've been saved. It is not by works, right, it is not by man's works or, you know, by our doings, but it is a gift, Okay. So this Holy Spirit, this gift that Jesus refers to is saying, he's coming, you have to wait. Okay? Now, um, we've been uh, traveling Europe for the past month. We just got back to the States uh, this Thursday evening. Okay? And, uh, you know, on paper, when we were planning this trip, we were like, it's going to be awesome. Right? Hannah, where do you want to go? Let's... Let's just dream big, okay? And so, you know, that's a very dangerous question. That was a very dangerous thing for me to do, all right? Because if you know my wife, she was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) All right? And I've discovered some things about my wife, and I'm very happy to share with you today, okay? It's it's too edifying to build her up, all right? And uh, so she's like, okay, we're going to go to Scotland, we're going to go to London, we're going to go to Switzerland, we're going to go to... And she's picking all these, you know, countries. And in my mind, I'm going like... Yeah, you know, it'll be fun, okay? Uh, It should be fine. Now, let me back up a little bit. Um, Before we actually left, I wasn't really looking forward to it, all right? And you're probably thinking, you weird. (laughs) Maybe, all right? But in my mind, I'm going, you know, if I want to see, like, all these different places in Europe, dude, man, that's why we have the internet, Right? In the comfort of your own home. Why pay money? Why go through the hassle? Why stand in line? Why through, you know, it's like, oh, look, the Sistine Chapel, the, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, you know, Saint, like, it's all there. Okay? And my wife is like, you poor soul. Right? That's not the same. So, again, you know, being a good husband, I trust my wife, and I was like, okay, you know, I trust you. So, you know, when she began this journey, this trip, she was dreaming big. 
And I was like, okay, you know, I think it's going to be good. But there was a little bit of hesitation. But the word that she kept giving over to me, and I don't know, maybe because I'm a pastor, I'm trying to spiritualize things, right? And she was like, there is an inheritance in Europe. <laughs> inheritance. Okay, I, I could live with that, right? You know, because I, I don't want to, like, go to my boss because I'm technically supposed to still be working over the summer, Okay? And, you know, I don't want to be like, hey, uh, Mark, I'm going to be for seven weeks, gone for seven weeks, and we're going to go tour, you know, all of Europe, and it's going to be, it's just for fun, (laughs) right? But inheritance. (laughs) An inheritance is waiting for us in Europe. I must go, (laughs) right? I can sell that. That sounds a little more convincing, okay? But, like, I didn't really believe it because I'm going, I'm Asian, What inheritance is there for me in Europe? (laughs) Now, if you say China, Thailand, any countries in Asia, I would have been like, oh, heck yeah. That's my blood. I mean, you know, that's that's me. But she keeps saying, Europe, inheritance. I'm going, no. But, you know, I want to, like... comply and I want to do what she wants and so I'm going like okay like let's do it but I really struggled okay until about a week before we left we actually had a la- our last staff meeting and we're sitting around and our leader goes hey uh we're gonna go around and share and like what are you guys gonna do over the summer and how are you gonna get refreshed because I want you guys to rest and do your thing but I want you to be ready you know when school starts right in August and so I'm just going I'm going to be gone for seven weeks to Europe, and I, I, I. <laughs> we're going to go see all the tourist things, right? And, uh, but, uh, you know, inheritance, inheritance. Lord, what, what inheritance is there, right? And all of a sudden, you know, children, right? Now, having been in Bethel, you know, for almost six years and four years as a you know, pastoral staff, We've had a lot of students come through, and I've shared this before. We have a lot of internationals that come through, you know, our, our church, our school. So all of a sudden, God shows me, He goes, inheritance isn't just something that you're going to receive, but it's something that you'll actually release. All right, all right, come on. This is good, right? And God's going, you're going to these countries because that's where all your spiritual children are. All right, okay, come on, keep it coming, right? And just like as a spiritual father, any parent, right, you know, if you move to a different city or, you know, to a a state, your parents want to come and visit, right? They want to see how you live, you know, your home, how your children, and everything, okay? And just like that, God's going, you're going to go and you're going to actually see how your spiritual children are doing, where they live, right? The inheritance is your children. It's a gift. Psalm 127, okay? And I'm going, okay, Lord, I see the inheritance, Okay? So all the countries that we visited, we actually visit all our former students. We actually stayed with them. Right? Now, because they were, I don't know, they, they, they wanted to treat us really well. But I guess like being Korean, there's a limitation of how much I want to be like taken care of. Right? Anyway, so what I mean is, you know, we go to their houses and they're like, We have given up the master bedroom for you guys. No. Dude, man, give me a blanket and, you know, a corner and a a room somewhere. I'll be fine. They're like, no, 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 no. 
My parents have given up their master bedroom for you. Oh, no. You really? Thank you, but, you know, it's just a little bit too awkward. My wife is like, thank you. No hesitation. (laughs) She's like, thank you. Oh, we'll be fine in this room. (laughs) I'm like, can I sleep? You know, just like, because I'm thinking of them, you know, like sleeping in a den somewhere on the floor. And because we've taken their bed, we've taken their room. All right. So I'm like, you know what? We we, got to like laugh. We got to pray for them. We got to bless them. You know, and we did. And as we're leaving, they kept saying, you know what? You guys are a gift. You guys are the gift. Okay? Jesus says the Holy Spirit, God promised, is coming. He's a what? He's a gift. Don't just go seeking for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Go seek after the one. He's the gift. Because even humans understand this concept of special guests are coming to our house. What can we do to make them feel really welcome and honored? We're going to give up our master bedroom. It's yours. To the point of, oh, no, please. But they're like, no, 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 we we have to. There's no question about it. The Holy Spirit that God promised from the Father saying, a gift is coming. Wait on him. Wait for him. You know, it's not just (laughs) the fruit of the Spirit. You know, it's not love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. It's not just the speaking of tongues. It's not just the signs and wonders. But the Holy Spirit is actually a being. And God's saying, he's coming. And he would be your what? Your comforter. Right? He'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll be with you. Jesus says, you know what? I'm, I'm one man. But when I leave, this Holy Spirit will come and he will be in every one of you. Okay? He's the VIP. He's the one we've been waiting for. Not just for the giftings. Giftings, that's the icing. Right? So God promises and is just wait, just wait. He's coming, okay? And then we move on, and then it says what? When the Holy Spirit comes, John baptized in water, but you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit, okay? What is that? That's an encounter. That's an experience, okay? Why do we do water baptism? Because it is a public confession, to the world, okay? You know, I heard in the Muslim countries, more than you giving word to receiving Jesus, the water baptism is more powerful, and if if they see you doing water baptism, you're dead. You can go around and confess that Jesus is Lord. They're like, okay, you know, you believe in Jesus, cool. You do water baptism, that, that solidifies your faith, Okay? So John comes and he baptizes in the water and Jesus says, this gift, this being is coming and he's going to baptize you. Okay? 
He's going to baptize you. What is that? He's going to come in you. He's going to come over you. He's going to dwell in you. He's going to dwell in us. All right? Look at the person next to you and go, Holy Spirit lives in you. <laughs> I love it when I do that. You guys are like this. Holy Spirit lives in you. <laughs> like, you're all so lazy, you can't even turn your heads. You're like this. Holy Spirit lives in you. Come on, just, just, just turn your head a little bit. <laughs> like, I can't take and go, Holy Spirit lives in you. All right, that was better. Thank you. All right. Holy Spirit lives in it. Why? Because it's an experience, an encounter. He wants to come in and says, man, you know what? You just looking at Eiffel Tower and the internet is not good enough. It's just not the same. And you know what? My wife was right. It's not the same. But I do have to say, when I went to go see the Leaning Tower of Pisa, I don't know what all the goo goo gaga and like, you know, like, like, I don't know, maybe it's a sarcastic, you know, side of me. I went, I'm like, what? That's it? This is an architectural defect. (laughs) And we're celebrating it. Like, can you imagine if somebody built a building now and it was leaning? You think we'd be like, wow, (laughs) masterpiece. People from all over the world will come and see this. Heck no, man. It'll be in the news. They're like, destroy it, rebuild it. Right? I, I don't know. That's what was going through my mind when I went to go see it. And I was like, seriously, this, this, this is it. Right? But it was good. Okay? I, I hope I'm not discouraging you from going to see it. Because you know what? It really was an inexperience. Watching it over the internet on Google does not do justice. I don't care if you're doing satellite 3D version. It still does not do justice to actually being there and seeing with your own eyes. And not just, you know, what I experienced and what I encountered, but this has been my wife's dreams since she was a a little girl. And so, you know, I'm trying not to, like, crush her bubble. I'm like, what? She's like, stop it. Stop talking. Who are you? Why are you here with me? Next time I come, I'm going to come with somebody else that appreciates this. All right? Because I'm going, what the heck? Why, 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 why? You know, she's like, oh my God, stop it. Right? And I, I, I'm trying to really like enjoy and like take it all in. And you know what? Looking back, actually, it was, it was amazing. The architect. Okay? Uh, we went, you know, we saw David, right? Michelangelo's, you know, sculptor. Right? I mean, this guy, I mean, you know, I forget his famous quote, but it's like, it wasn't something that I saw, and, you know, I, but it was like, I knew that the model was inside the marble, and I just had to chisel away everything else, everything else that shouldn't be there. Okay? And so my wife is just like, I don't know, she spent like almost two hours staring at this statue. Okay? Because for her, it wasn't just a dream being fulfilled, but it was dream coming into reality. Right? It was a reality. It was an experience. It was an, an encounter. Right? Holy Spirit wants to come and He wants to encounter us. 
I believe that's why Jesus says, you wait, and he's going to baptize you, and you are never going to be the same again. And when you read through Acts chapter 2, guess what? Shut up! I mean, they're speaking in 10,000 different languages. They were. I'm not making this up. All right? And they're going, oh my God, he's speaking this language, this language, this language, this language. Why? Because it's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They encountered this living being. It wasn't enough to just go, oh yeah, Holy Spirit's coming and he'll lead and guide us and he'll be our comforter. He's in us. Right? It was an experience, it was an encounter that God wanted us to have with this living being. This deity coming inside a creation. A vessel. Right? You know, we always say, let's not try to box God in. And he's stuck in this body. Because he's constantly speaking, he's constantly prompting, and he's constantly saying, you want to create your own stories? I've been ready for, (laughs) since the beginning of time. Just say when. Just say when. I'll do it. Because it's the experience, it's the encounter. This Holy Spirit that wants to come, and is like, you and me. Right? We're one. We see power when the Holy Spirit falls on you. So here's the gift, the baptism, and it says empower. Okay? Now, I don't want you to go around and, you know, talk about the power of like like the Jedi thing. (laughs) You will. Open the door. (laughs) I tried that. It doesn't work. All right? But the power... is the ability to love. That's what I walk away, you know, having been in a foreign land, foreign country, where I don't even speak the language, right? And it's like, toilet! You know? Where? They're going off, right? It's like, pictures. You know, one of the you know, hosts that we stayed with, uh, a German couple, it was hilarious. We were playing charades, right? Because he couldn't speak English, we couldn't speak German, so we're like, what is he saying right now? What is he saying? And he's going, <laughs> he's, he's pointing at objects, <laughs> right? We're going, I think he's saying, watch. I think he's trying to tell us what time it is, <laughs> all right? And then eventually he grabbed a piece of paper and he was like, 11.26. Oh, okay, thank you. Right? I mean, it's hard, it's frustrating. Okay? But the power is the ability to love, not our own. Not just the ones that we want to. Right? I can't even count how many planes and trains and automobiles We sat in, <laughs> traveling, right? And, and, and there were times when, you know, tour guides would meet and we'd sit in the car. And again, I mean, we, we did mostly, you know, the English-speaking tours, right? And so they spoke a little bit. But there was two occasions, and the one really stands out. Uh, it was uh, in Paris. Uh, we went to go see the Versailles, and this guy picked us up. 
And he seemed really friendly. Right? He's like, I love you guys. Oh my God, you're my best. And I was like, be quiet, man. You say that to all your customers. Right? He's like, no, I'm serious. Like, he's going on, right? I was like, okay. He's like, I got to take a picture with you guys. And he's just going on, right? And uh, eventually we find out that, you know, he's gay. Right? And it was so funny because he goes, you're the first people that I ever told this to. And like, why did you tell me? <laughs> and this is why I didn't ask all right? but he goes I feel positive energy from you guys right? like I just feel like as soon as you stepped into my car everything was going to be okay and it was going to be lucky right? and so you know we weren't like Jesus repent you sir right We're just talking. We're like, hey, yeah, that positive energy, man. That's Jesus. We're Christians, right? And we got to talking, and then he eventually, because when he first referred to his ex, right, he kept saying she, she, she. So we're like, okay, maybe he's just a friendly guy, just talks like that, all right? Uh, But eventually he's like, no, you know what, that he, he, it's a confession. He goes, that he is actually, or that she is actually a he, okay? And I was like, awesome. Well, I didn't say awesome, but <laughs> I was like, cool, thanks, you know. And we got to talking, and we ended up just praying for him and encouraging him, right, because we were telling him, like, this was our second, you know, honeymoon, 22 years, and we're showing him, our, you know, pictures of our kids, and he was like, I'm so jealous. And I was like, well, you don't have to be. I guess you have to be, <laughs> right? But you don't have to be. Jesus loves you, and it was amazing. I mean, restaurants, tour guides, planes, right? It it just felt like God saying, you know what? Are you able to just love? Can you just release love? I I feel like a lot of times we put this pressure on ourselves as Christians, like when we step into an airplane, like we have to have everybody saved on the airplane, especially the person sitting next to you, right? And some of you are like, I don't want to talk to them. 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 Okay. Hi, my name, you know. Just be you. Holy Spirit wants to ooze out of you more than you want him to ooze out of you. (laughs) The power isn't just the signs and wonders because, I mean, that's powerful as well because, I mean, I've seen it. I got to share this story. Uh, We were in L.A. this past April for the Azusa, the conference crusade. And, uh, you know, we, we were there the whole week before the Saturday actual event. And uh, we took our you know, students and uh, we were all over L.A. And one day we went to Venice Beach, a right? Now, uh, has anybody been to Venice Beach? All right. Venice Beach is uh, like world fair for like, I don't know, freaks. It's, you, you see everything and anything, okay, along the boardwalk, Okay. Anyway, so we're there, and, you know, at Bethel, we try to teach our students, be creative. Go with the flow of the Holy Spirit, all right? It doesn't always have to look like this, okay? So two girls, they go out, and one of them has a uh, sidewalk chalk, sidewalk, sidewalk, sidewalk chalk, okay? And uh, so they're just kind of hanging out in the middle, and these three guys come along, and they drew a little box on the ground, And they're like, hey, excuse me, we're doing an experiment. Can you guys help us? And so they come over and like, yeah, man, what's, what's going on? Okay. And uh, so these girls are like, 
hey, uh, can you tell me if you feel anything when you step into this box here and then when you step out? Okay, so like, okay, cool, all right? I don't know if they talk like that. I'm just... (laughs) Tina likes it. (laughs) All right? Anyway, so they said like, yeah, like I feel something. You know, it's like positive. Now, yeah, definitely there's something here. Okay? And, uh, you know, as soon as they acknowledge, right, we go, yeah, that's, that's the Holy Spirit, right? And initially they're like, yeah, you know, whatever, you know, we don't believe in that stuff. And the other girl noticed uh, this guy had a, like a black mole uh, on, on his shoulder. And, he, and she was like, hey, what's that on your shoulder? And he's like, oh, it's, you know, skin cancer, right? And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know how long he's had it. And uh, so she goes, all right, how about this? How about if Jesus, if Jesus heals you from your skin cancer, will you give your life to Jesus? Will you, you know, acknowledge that he is Lord and Savior? And he's like, oh yeah, totally. Like if he does it right now, of course. Okay. So she's like, okay, let's pray. So these two girls, now mind you, these aren't like, we walk in signs and wonders. Okay. One girl works at Target. I think that's where she got her sidewalk chalk. Okay. Like, she's very reserved. She's not the loud, you know, outgoing evangelist. All right? And uh, so they start praying, and they're like, Jesus, your son has skin cancer, and uh, we want to see that gone. All right? And right before their eyes, this thing is dissolving. It's disappearing on his shoulder. And he's like, no way, man! Like, what's going on? What are you doing to me? Right? These were like dreads and, you know, potheads. Okay? And uh, so they pray, they get done, and it's completely gone, right? And he's like flicking, you know, he's he's flipping out. He's like, oh, my God, what's going on? And then this other girl, she's like, all right, you ready? (laughs) If Jesus heals you right now, will you give your life to Jesus? And so he goes, yeah, I guess I have to now because he he healed me. (laughs) All right? True story. Signs and wonders, power, absolutely. How does one walk in such a way? I was thinking about this. Why why didn't the disciples, like, why why weren't they in a temple? Like, why weren't they in a prayer meeting in a church? Right? They were in an upper room. And my guess is, maybe it was their gathering place, I don't know. My guess is they were probably scared of everything that's been happening. Right? Their leader just got crucified. They're leaderless. And so they're probably fearful of their lives, and they're hiding in this upper room. And Jesus shows up, and what does it say? For 40 days, he's trying to convince them, I'm alive! What in the world, man? Come on. Right? 40 days. Like, he's probably showing up over and over and over again. It's like, do you you not touch me? Like, see me? Like, I'm real. Okay? But it's really interesting that in the upper room is where they encounter the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The Pentecost. That it wasn't in some public place. That it wasn't in some grandiose place where everybody's witnessing. But it came in a very private, intimate setting. 
right, in our secret place. I just remember uh, when I got saved, started coming, and I don't know if you guys still do, but uh, Survival Kit was a big discipleship, you know? And uh, so as soon as I got saved, they're like, Survival Kit 1, Survival Kit 2, you know, Master Life, you know, like, okay, I'm doing it, all right? So I'm doing Survival Kit uh, 1, and, uh, you, you know, if, you, if you've done it, set a time, set a place, every day, do it. And I was like, I'm going to do it. So every night, like 10 o'clock, in my room, I'll have my quiet time. And uh, this one evening, I, I got done, you know, doing my quiet time, my book, memorizing my verse, and then I ended with a prayer. And my, my prayers were real simple. Thank you, God, for my food. <laughs> you know, thank you, God, that I, I didn't die today, you know, driving. Like, like a child's prayer, okay? But this evening, I'm sitting in my room, I got done, and the only thing that came to my mind was like, just thank you, God. Like this gratitude, this overwhelming feeling of thanksgiving. So they're just coming over and I was going, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And I just kept repeating that over and over and over again for I don't know how long. And all of a sudden, like, like, this language came out and it was I was conscious, I was awake, I knew what was happening, but I didn't want to stop. And it just went on and on and on and on and on, and after I got done, uh, Pastor Shin, he was the, uh, the pastor of our singles ministry at the time, I called him up and he's like, Pastor Shin, you're not going to believe what just happened. What happened? I started saying, la, 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 la. He was like, why? <laughs> and I told him what happened. And, you know, <laughs> like, That hearty laugh, right? He goes, you just got the gift of tongue. I go, why? What is that? Right? It's a gift. I didn't ask for it. I didn't even know what it was. And honestly, I didn't even know what to do with it. Right? But there is something about positioning our hearts of thanksgiving. Because the Holy Spirit, he dwells in us, and he's saying, I I, want to come, and I want to encounter you, and I want you to experience me. So it's not just giftings, but it's about me. And as I'm sitting in my room, again, just probably a few months old in my Christianity walk, the power of God comes, speaking in tongue, and... uh, You know, it it was that, uh, in that secret place where God wants to come and say, I want to encounter you more than you think, okay? Um, And then why? Uh, To be the witnesses. Jerusalem, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. All right? You know, Dave and Lila, Alex and Isabella, Pam and Alex. I mean, you know, and there's quite a few other people uh, in here that, you know, have gone out. But it's not just through the YWAM, all right? But whether it's through work. whether it's through school, whether it's even in your own school, okay? You have people from all over, you know, different backgrounds that are coming. And believe it or not, they want to encounter. They're longing to know this living God. Right? They really, really do. He's saying, all this that I'm doing, the gift, the baptism, the power, why? So that you can be my witnesses. 
right? You know, when you have time, I encourage you to study the life of Peter, you know, from the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then the Peter of Acts. Two different people. What happened? And what happens, right? Because you see this guy, and, you know, when you read through the book of Acts, it says people were bringing the sick and laying them down on the streets so that why? So that his shadow, Peter's shadow, would fall upon them. That doesn't sound like the Peter from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Cut off his ear! Ah, Jesus! Why? Stop talking. Stop acting, Peter, please. Right? And then, totally different Peter. Witnesses. And then lastly, again, Holy Spirit is a person who wants to have a relationship with us now, tomorrow, forevermore. You know, having visited all these different countries, I saw a lot of churches, a lot of cathedrals, and they are absolutely breathtaking. You know, most of the churches that we went into, I was like, can you imagine just worshiping in here? Oh my gosh. Like, how could you not feel God's presence? It was like that amazing. But you know what? If you look beyond just the gold and the statue and the carvings and the way it was created, there's no real presence. Okay? So the Holy Spirit isn't just worried or concerned about what we look on the outside. Yeah, we can move in signs and wonders. We can pray for people. We can do amazing things. You know, a lot of the disciples did the same thing, and they came to Jesus and said, Hey, in your name, we casted out demons and healed and did all this. And Jesus says, I don't know you. Who are you? Who's the Holy Spirit? What is he longing for? He's longing for a relationship. He's longing for an intimacy. Right? It's more than just what we see on the outside and being oohed and awed, because that's what it is now. Now, I can't say for sure that all the cathedrals and the buildings, you know, there in Europe are like that, but the most places that I've been to, I was like, oh, it's just a tourist attraction. That's all it is. I don't want to be like that, and I know you don't either. I don't want us to just look good on the outside, right? But it's what happens in the inside. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, you are... patient you're kind and you so desire Lord God intimacy with us more than anything else because Lord it's in that place Lord when we find intimacy when we find love when we find Lord God who we are we're quick to obey Lord, we hear you loud and clear. 
It doesn't require much, Lord God, for us to obey. Yeah, it's challenging, Lord God, to sell everything and to move and to go. But Lord, when that voice, Lord God, and the conviction, Lord God, is so strong, Lord God, whether it's our co-workers, whether it's our family members, whether it's our neighbors, Lord God, we won't hesitate. Because it's you. You are the gift. You are the one, Lord God, who came, Lord God, to baptize us in power so that we can be the witnesses to right here, to Jerusalem, to Samaria, Lord God, to the ends of the earth. It's not just a few. It's not just a special. It's not just the elite. It's not just the ones that are called. But it's all of us. Because it's the same Holy Spirit that dwells in all of us. It's the same Holy Spirit. The question, Lord God, is what are we going to do when you speak? Do we ignore? Do we suppress? Do we forget? Or do we obey? Lord God, I thank you that you are here. That you are always here with us. We can't walk away from you. We can't leave you. So Lord, just as the disciples, Lord God, prayed and cried out, increase our faith. Increase our awareness. Increase, Lord God, our sensitivity to know and to feel, Lord God, that you are right here with us. We want to be grounded in the world, Lord God, but we also want to be moving, Lord God, in the signs and wonders. Because, Lord, that's what you said. And I'll move in power that you will be my witnesses. Put your hand over your hearts. simple prayer in your own words Lord this heart is yours it's not for this world it's not mine it's yours just as Pastor Jason prayed Lord God you've taken Lord God the weak to confine the wise the foolishness of God is more greater and wiser than any wise man on earth God take our hearts Lord and have your way with us have your way with us you won't mislead us you won't misguide us Lord God you're not going to misdirect us but Lord everything that you have Lord God is good is perfect so Lord we trust you with our hearts take our hearts Lord God I pray for Lord God hearts renewed Hearts renewed, Lord, right here, right now. Hearts renewed, Lord God. Hearts renewed. Hearts renewed. Lord God, if anything, all these friends, Lord God, that in the past have come back, Lord, it is a sign, Lord God, that we are stepping, Lord God, in the shoulders of these giants. That, Lord, we're in this together. That, Lord, they could have gone anywhere else, but, Lord, they decided to come back, Lord God, to celebrate and to say, you know what, thank you, family. That through your support, through your prayers, through you, the relationship that I have with you, you've allowed me to sustain, be sustained, and to endure and to do what I did. So God, will you 
renew our hearts, renew our spirits. And Lord God, take the old things away, Lord God, and bring, Lord God, fresh revelation of who you are. Yesterday bread, Lord God, it was yesterday's bread. It was good, Lord God, but it's yesterday's stuff. We want fresh bread. We want fresh encounters. And Lord God, you are limitless. It's not only when we get to heaven, Lord God, or is it going to take us, Lord God, to get to know you, but Lord, even on earth. Lord, we have this ability and the privilege, Lord God, to say yes to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Now, will you just put your hand on the person next to you? And everything that you just prayed for yourself, I want you to pray for them. I want you to release everything that you just prayed for yourself and say, Lord, give them, Lord God, double. Give them, Lord God, more than what I just asked for my heart, for myself. Because, Lord, you said it is better to give than to receive. And so, Lord God, we give, Lord God. We give, Lord, freely. We give, Lord God, everything. We give, Lord God, without counting the cost. We give, Lord God, without reservation. We give, Lord God, without holding anything back. But we say, Lord God, give to them. Give to them, Lord God. May you, Lord, bless them, Lord God, beyond their their imagination, beyond their expectation, beyond, Lord God, what they can comprehend. Give them, Lord God, whether they need it or not, so they may be, Lord God, people of generosity. So that, Lord, they will think, Lord God, not to just be sustained, but to, Lord, say, Lord, I have so much, I don't know what to do with this. Ha! I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give it away. I'm going to give it away. Thank you, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's all stand.